Welcome to the lucky number six podcast recording Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X, joined once again with Mr. Robert Brooks. Robert Brooks, round of applause, and Mr. Orlando Walters, also a round of applause for you, Orlando. How you guys doing today? Blessed to be here. Thankful to be here. Less than thankful. Robert, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. Well, man, I had a little slice of some gingerbread cake before we got started, so my sugar levels are all hopped up. That's good. That's good. And now also no one will be able to catch you because you are partially the gingerbread man. So we're going to just jump into it. We're going to try something (laughs) new, and we're going to get right into it Don't laugh at that stuff. (laughs) What? Don't. You're supposed to encourage the host. That, that, that was actually, I thought that was pretty clever, actually. Okay, you like that. Okay. There you go. See, see, you don't speak for everybody, Rob. Your opinion is not like, you know, you're not, you're not the king. You're not, you're not the king of everything. You know, not uh, everything. I, I, Just most yeah. things. What is it? Uh, kings, teachers stay smart, but kings are irrelevant, something like that. I forget the old KRS one lyric. There you go. So oh, yeah. king of anything. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So you've, you've just proven it. So we're going to go right into it. We're <laughs> going to jump into it today. And the question for you brothers today is very simple. We all know that they've rolled out the COVID-19 vaccine. And my question to you is, if available, are you taking it? Orlando, we're going to start with you. Absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely not. not. There's not even a pause between that question and the answer. It's a absolutely not like right away. <laughs> I, absolutely not. Never, ever, ever, ever will I take that vaccine. That vaccine in quotes. Is there any reason behind not taking it? I mean, do you not care about your fellow man? Do you just want us all to catch COVID and just die? Because your selfishness is it? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't trust it. I don't. don't trust I don't it. trust it. Um, and I'm. I'm not here to be anybody's experiment either. So I will never take it. The same way I haven't taken the flu shot in years. Mm. Um, I will not take this vaccine. Okay. For those of you that are unable to see him, he put his hands up with the air quotes and said, "Vaccine, Mister Brooks." Tell me, what are your plans with this? Are you planning on taking this? Yo, Holmes, I'm just going to rely on scotch take, like you I have for years. Darn vaccine, and you know how you know how long we've been waiting for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! I opted out of the flu shot a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not taking this vaccine. Let's let, let's wait to see how it actually plays out in people over a year, two years, five years. Uh, it's a virus. It ain't going nowhere. Um, we're going to have to learn to live with it to some degree. I'm all about pump up your immune systems. Mm. Um, you know, if you get your, your vitamin D levels up over 80, you are 95% less likely to fall victim to any virus, Mm. not just COVID, but flu, you know, they talk about flu season. There's no such thing as flu season. There's lack of vitamin D season. Mm. Like, like the flu just goes on vacation in the summer. Right. You know, Orlando's got his D3 going. He knows what's going on. I see. You. Yeah, I see. You. I do. Uh, I do a, a combination. <laughs> Thank you for the reminder. K two, and uh, it's one other in there. Uh, you know, and I do some colloidal silver uh, with some fulvic minerals. Well, so Rob, I'm just constantly feeding my uh, my immune system. I also get 
30 minutes of sun every morning. I stand out. I'm sure, my neighbors must think I'm stone cold crazy because I'm standing out there in my shorts every morning, letting the sun beat down on my chest. Do they have melanin? Uh, yeah, no, most of them do not. All right, so they don't understand. They're not going to understand that. So, but they're they're also they, you know usually those who are not melanated are sun worshippers. Yeah, to their detriment in a lot of times, but um, you know I this is the not comedian a, said the whole the sun hates a whole race of people. How about that? <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> We're gonna get banned. We're gonna get banned. I mean, like you know, but Rob, you're you're you actually are more benevolent with your advice about how to prepare your body for this COVID because I'm going to tell you the truth. You know me, I'm, I've been a supplement guy since I was like, you know, 21, you know, I read in a, I read in an article once that, you know, once you turn like 16 or 17, your body starts, stops growing and we start deteriorating from that point in time. So I decided I wanted to stop it right there, you know? So I've been taking supplements for a lot of years, and I feel like a lot of things that I've taken have kind of kept me safe. But at the same time, with all of the craziness that's been going on and people going out and hoarding every single thing from toilet paper to like um, juice or water and everything, just ridiculous items, I didn't want to go to the store and find my supplements gone. So did you hoard your supplements? I kind of hoard my supplements in a sneaky way. I hoard them by not buying more than one of them. Because if you go to the store, if you notice, people are always looking at what's on your belt. You know, what's on your, hey, you know, that looks kind of good. I never tried that before. You know, so I, I just buy them one at a time. And I'll buy these things like, you know, when no one's looking. And the only people I really speak to are the guys at the vitamin shop. Because we trade advice on different things that we can that are good for your body and good for your system. But, you know, I'm selfish that way. Sorry. You got to shop Amazon, and that way you don't have to worry about judgment. You know, <laughs> uh, people looking at what, what you're buying. <laughs> get, right. get, get Amazon Prime, bro. Well, I mean, I have Amazon Prime. I just don't trust them. You know, I got these people coming by and grabbing packages from time to time. So, yeah, he's still in the wood. He's got porch pirates, man. Yeah, man. We yeah. were on the phone. Orlando, we were on the phone one day. I'm chatting with this dude, and he's like, hey. There's somebody taking a package off my porch. Hold on for a second. And he literally had to chase somebody down while we're on the phone. I didn't chase him. Take a package. I like, didn't chase him. At him. He's like, yo, yo, what you doing? And I didn't chase yeah, yeah, I just like, I opened up the door. I said, hey, you know, don't do that. They got lucky I was walking by because if I would have known they were there, it would have been a different type of confrontation. But I just happened to be walking by the door. I didn't have time to go back in any rooms and like recover anything other than my package. And I just walked out and I looked at the dude. I just shook my, I looked at the girl. Of course, it's always like they always get a woman to go up and do the dirty work and everything. These classy gentlemen of today, you know, so she went up and she was grabbing and he was like, you know, I guess the wheel man and everything. But what he would have got would have been like a child's toy. (laughs) So it was a gift for my, for my grandson. So, it's like he wouldn't if I if they would have got that box, they wouldn't even know what the fuck to do with it, you know, to tell you the truth. So, you know, we're being into the child development toys here. This. What was that? 
how, how long ago was this? How long ago was this? This is probably about two months ago, maybe three months ago, maybe oh, three. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was during the COVID period. During the COVID period, most people, most people in this neighborhood, they really don't mess with me too much because, like you know, you have to you have to give examples to your neighbors as to what type of neighbor you could potentially be. And then you'll have less problems in your neighborhood. That's the way I look at it. You guys can read into that whatever you want. I'll, I'll let the audience <laughs> whatever they want. You know, y'all can see my face. Okay. Tell me if I'm fucking joking. It is what it is. So, you know. Won't be any pig roast at the Exxon place. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I don't eat swine. No neighborhood bro. block parties after COVID. I don't eat swine, bro. We had the we had the one party here and it was off the hook. My neighbors were looking at me like I was crazy. You know, because you know, we drove the car into the backyard for the sound system and <laughs> opened up the beers and it was like and it was just like a good time and you know, man, Eric came by, Eric Sermon stopped through. Because it was like it was really like a service for you know someone that we all had you know Lawrence. Oh, well, Lawrence LD, you know, yeah, Lawrence, yeah. We threw a little party and it was like we had played that basketball game. We came in my backyard and you know I cooked up for everybody to you know burgers and stuff. It was a good thing, you know, just honoring the brothers like you know honoring the brothers like memoriam. You know, uh, I'm memory. just confused by the by the driving the car into the backyard to crank up the speaker system. That was Pedro. It was Pedro okay? Say, <laughs> that explains stuff. <laughs> but I was with it though. It was all good though. <laughs> it it, it makes good. for a good story, but I'm sure there are lots of lots of your neighbors going. And here at our Bluetooth yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> got no portable speakers. You got to pull yeah, a car into the backyard for a sound system. Listen, bro. My neighborhood on Friday, Saturday night, and everything. I got. I got this guy next door with the indoor swimming pool. I swear he's throwing like orgies every Friday and Saturday night. You know, they've got the they got the music blaring. He's got like a big cabana set up. I could see from my porch and everything. He's chilling. He's living a good life, you know, and that's pretty much every Friday and Saturday night. There's music coming from someplace. So I just like joined in one day. That was all. It wasn't a disturbance. Nobody was stressing it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But we won't be doing that anytime soon, though. That's for sure. There's a, there's a vaccine now, and you're going to get it. So. No, I'm not taking that shit. <laughs> you already know I'm not taking it. Not definitely not. You're going to take it. I don't take supplements. You know, I don't take supplements until I find out what's going on. You know, people were telling me years ago when I was big into the fitness, and you know, people started taking uh, what was that? It was Fen Fen and like you know all those like you know body fat things and. You know, and that was when I was first into fitness and I was learning how to be a trainer and people would ask me like, you know, what do you think about it? And I would say, well, anything that hasn't been on the market for two or three years, there's no regulation in that shit. I'm not taking it. You know, I'll just do my natural thing and I work harder and, you know, just stay safe. And turns out burning holes in people's hearts. Some of those people that took it that asked me about it, they're no longer around. You know, so that was that hydroxy cut and all, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff, all that garbage that you put into your body. And it's just like it's just not worth it. I choose the garbage I put into my body. You know, I don't let anybody choose it for me. 
and I'm definitely not taking a vaccine without any type of um, without any type of cases or tests or anything like that. I haven't been um, knock on wood. I've been blessed. I haven't been I haven't been sick for any long period of time. I think I got it like probably in the very beginning before they even started calling it COVID. I was sick in I believe it was like November of last year. And I was like down and out. I had I was down and out for probably about 24, 36 hours. And after that, I um, jumped back up and it ran through my house. And since that time, we haven't had any problems. But just because I haven't had any problems doesn't mean I'm not right that I'm reckless. You know, I've been to one restaurant total. um, And I did that a few weeks ago because I wanted to get it in before the numbers went too high. You know, and that was just basically my thought process. If you're going to take a chance, I'm going to take a chance right now. So that's what was I the, did. Was, was the meal really good? Actually, the meal was kind of shitty. It wasn't a, It wasn't like, you know, what I, it just I'm, wasn't. I'm, I'm not going to ask you to name the restaurant, but what'd you get? Um, I believe I got some, I believe I got some Cajun, some Cajun chicken and over um there were some tomatoes, um, you know, the little tomatoes. I forget exactly what it was. The Roma you know, tomatoes. Roma tomatoes and, you know, cheese on the side, pasta. And it just like, you know, I mean I was just happy honestly, I was just happy to we were just happy to be out and like, you know, acting like normal people because in my business it, everything that you do is pretty much done at a restaurant or a bar and um you know, that's the only real type of interaction that I get on a normal basis is to go out and have meetings when I'm talking about doing some of my deals. And so this has been so it's been a slight adjustment for me. You know, normally I'd be indoors. I might go out like maybe three or four times a month and meet with people. And I'm not even doing that now. So that's why I started this podcast. Down. They've shut down in, in indoor dining too, right? In New York, they've they just shut uh, it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just shut it down a couple of days ago, and everything. And that's tough, you know. I feel bad, you know. Someone that we both know, Orlando, um, that owns the liquor store in Manhattan, and everything. When that when that all happened, um, she was having problems at her store with uh, people coming in. People coming in and like, you know, disrespecting the mask rules and, um, you know, calling her names and stuff like that. And she's like, you know, do these people she was she called me up and she was like, look, you know, they call me a white bitch, (laughs) you know, for no reason. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, they don't know I'm an ally. I'm like, yeah, they don't know, but they don't care because they're mad like everyone else is mad. You know, everyone is mad right now. Black people are mad. White people are mad. Hispanic people are mad. Frogs, mad. frogs are mad. You know, a lot of people are mad. You're not mad. That's good. Mad though. I don't think I'm mad. I don't think I'm mad. I think I'm tired. Yeah. You know, I'm frustrated, but I, I wouldn't say mad. I wouldn't go mad. I mean, I'm tired. I mean, I've been quarantined really since March, like a lot of people, probably more than most, because um, my thing was. Um, I'm here, you know, by myself. If something, God forbid, truly tragic happened to me, um, no one's running to my rescue. So I, I was, you know, 
kind of extra careful with all of that. And um, I think I've been out other than going to going to, uh, you know, to get groceries, essential items. I've gone out to restaurants maybe three times, four times, Mm. um, four times top since March. And, you know, it was always for, you know, wanting to try to get out there and try to normalize things. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's not what we it's not what we're used to. We're used to being able to do what we want to do. Yeah, we're getting we uh you know, mom's coming up okay. next week. Um, you know, she's been kept away from her grandchild long enough. So mom's coming up the day before Christmas and we're heading up north. Okay. And we're trying to figure out what well, normally we go and see a Broadway show on Christmas Eve, you know, go do dinner, go uptown, get some dinner, you know, whole do the windows, all that. But you know, now we're trying to cobble together um, you know two afternoons of experience with what's available. I mean, we're going to the Met right. on Christmas Eve and, you know, got to try to figure out where we can eat. You know, we're going to take out, we're going to take it back to our hotel rooms and eat. We're going to eat in the car. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe a couple of places that I love just shut down completely. They're like, we don't really have the, you know, we can't feed enough people outside to make it worth our while. So we're just going to shut it down. Um, but, you know, we're going to figure it out. It's not, supposed to be but you know i'm i'm in the position with you know a 20 year old daughter that i have to constantly sort of show flexibility right you know, if i expect her to to bounce to learn to bounce and and be flexible with life then i gotta exhibit that myself so i was like all right hon we'll just do this we'll just do this we'll figure it out don't worry about it we'll figure it out well you know it's, a, it's harder like, and harder to figure it out it's tougher it's tough for them because like you know i can't even imagine what it would be like you know, being 20 years old in COVID, you remember how crazy we were at 20. So that would have been, that'd have been an an absolute failure. Their first weekend. And when she went back to college, like, you know, they had all these rules and the school did a really good job of keeping the number of cases down, but their first weekend back, they had to cancel like all these events that they normally have the first couple of days. So the first Friday night, they had eight people go to the hospital with alcohol poisoning. Holy so the dean sends out a letter Saturday morning, pissed off. Like, you guys aren't taking this seriously, <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. So that night, six more people went to the alcohol poisoning. And that had been me back in the day. That would have been us. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, you know, we, we, we coined terms like yakking, come back and things yakking like that, back. you know. We've, yeah, we do some, back, we do some great epic parties that we can never talk about between Temple and Howard, you know. So... You know, I feel but, bad. But for I will them. say that this dude right here, not you, Orlando, but that dude over there. We're, <laughs> for those of you at home, while this is an audio podcast, we're, we're doing it over Zoom so we can see each other and help cue and keep the conversation flowing, whatever. But well, so my man Axum came to visit me, and he was the king of the yak and come back. <laughs> and there was a certain point he just couldn't hold it down anymore. So one night in the middle of the party, he actually does this and cleans my sheets, right? Washes my sheets because he throws up on my bed, but he does not. He misses the spot on my uh, on my uh, on my comforter. So I mean, this is this party went on from like one in the afternoon until roughly around three in the morning. Uh, we had to go out to get reinforcements. It was it was kind of epic. Um, I wake up in the morning. And there's this wet spot on my leg that I can't figure out. He's like, "Oh, I thought I washed everything. I washed your sheets in the middle of the party, bro. I couldn't at, take it." At least I was thinking. You know, you can't blame me. At least I, I tried to make it right. I tried to make it right, bro. 
You can't be mad. I, you know, was I mad? <laughs> nah, you weren't, man. No, you weren't. I, I was disappointed that I had puke on my leg. <laughs> I was like, no, I, like the damage was done already. I'd already slept in it. Like it was, the damage was done. If we were to, if we were to just hold a podcast and just tell people about all the stuff that we did and got away with, you know, it's like I'm, I'm definitely glad that there were no cameras. Like in, in the eighties, whatsoever. Period, we'd have been in trouble. We'd have been, been in trouble. trouble. I'd have been a juvie. <laughs> I'd have been a juvie. You know, there's no doubt about it. Like, and so it's like these people. I think that COVID. You know, I think that COVID is kind of like a reset of the culture in a lot of different ways because we've talked about it before on other shows how our parents were with us and how we were with our kids and how you know the kids now are with their kids it's like completely different and um so much was missed and now we're we're getting to see like i always find it interesting when they talk about how everything is on video and everything was connected and how you didn't actually go out and meet people and it's swipe left swipe right swipe left swipe right and um now when covid happened people were losing their minds because they could get no contact whatsoever so you go from one extreme to the other. So it just kind of shows you that no matter how much these gadgets make our lives easier, you know, we can't forget about as a species, we still have to make connections as people. And if we don't, we're going to go nuts. Some yeah. of us are going to go nuts anyway. COVID, COVID, COVID is, is, is extreme as it gets. I mean, you know, no one could have imagined uh, other than maybe the the writer of I Am Legend that we would ever have something like this. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. And, you know, you brought up the vaccine earlier. If you think about it, the people in I Am Legend, it wasn't the it was the vaccine that turned them into zombies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, See, you, know, you know that was you know Will Smith. You know, every brown person saw that, so everybody's like got that in the back of their mind. Like, yo, that's what that's how they make you zombies. It could go down that way. <laughs> and let me tell you, it, it something. could. Let me it tell you could. something. If I'm a zombie, they better not call me about my car about my car um and my car um warranty being wrong because I'm gonna find that person and go eat them, <laughs> eat their brains. Dude, you can't. There's like 90 different computers calling you about your car warranty. Like I get it every day. Fortunately, my, the new iPhone update says scam likely. Oh, yeah. You just go, oh, I'll pass on that one then. Oh, you have a new phone. That's right. That's still a sore, sore thing with me. I don't think I'm ever getting a new phone. I no. had literally paid for a new phone. Cash. You look a, you look a little thought, forlorn. I thought you got it already. No, 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 no. They sent me a letter. That company that's got the bullseye on it, they sent me a they sent me an email and said it was lost in the mail. They were funding me my money, and I sent them an email back that said thank you for allowing me to miss all of the Black Friday sales. So, I'll be paying full price for a for a phone pretty soon. It's upsetting. You want to, you want to take a moment and just I, like, go back, take a moment of reflection. You look like you, you look like you need a hug, brother. <laughs> this phone thing is hurting you deeply. I do need a hug. I do. I do. 
But you don't have. All right, all right I'm not going to say that. <laughs> so, yo, Orlando, like, you know, you single out there, like, you swiping in the middle of a pandemic? You, you fire up Tinder every once in a while? You know, not Tinder. My, my thing is uh, Facebook. It's, uh, you know, really? my thing is Facebook. Um, I, I've, I've met probably the last three or four women I've dated over Facebook. Really? So, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't need the, um, I don't, I did Tinder once years ago. Um, my thing is Facebook friends of a friend, friends of friends. Uh, So you just going on and making friend requests and (laughs) jumping in. Yeah. Yeah. If the the profile pic looks good. Yeah. I'll, I'll send the friend request and see what happens. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So so Facebook, yeah, Facebook's my thing. We were talking the last uh, episode man. about Black Planet, and um, you know that was like a big time dating site, you know, back in the day. And um, I never did Black Planet. I never did Black Planet, even when I lived in New York. I never, I, I never did any of that stuff. Black Planet was a really cool site. I don't, like, I, you know, I'm not even. Yeah. I don't. I was thinking. I'm. I don't. I don't even think Black Planet was out when I was in New York. This is. I've. I've been out of New York now eight years. So I don't. I, was. Was Black Planet around eight years ago? Facebook is. Then even. Facebook is generally just a Black Planet knockoff, if you really want to call it what it is. You know, it had community. It had groups. It had forums. Things of like that. It was just different. It was just uh, more anonymous, and the conversations were a little bit more real. You know, and. Um, I was on, I was like heavy into Facebook. They even made me a super friend. I had like fifty thousand people on my friends list at that point in time, and um, you know I would write a, I wrote a blog on on them, and and a lot of people that it's weird because a lot of people that were super friends, I actually would see them on TV shows, and they would you know they were using that platform back then, and I guess I was supposed to use that platform. But I wasn't into that at that time. I was in a different space with you know raising my kids and things of things like that. So, um, but there were definitely like you know there were definitely a lot of hookups on on um, Black Planet. You know, chicks hitting you up, and you know it was like it was kind of like easy picking at that point in time. So it was actually pretty good for me. You know, yeah, I was still with with, with Macy's mom at that point, so I wasn't really you weren't involved, involved in that stuff. Yeah, I wasn't involved in any of that stuff. Like I. You know, when I finally got, uh, you know, free and available, it was, you know, right around the time that, you know, the the app started taking off. Right. Um, and, you know, they're they're convenient. Yeah. You know, especially when you especially when you bounce around like I do. Mm-hmm. You know, you pop up a new city, man. There's a whole new crop like you got, you know, you got a good hour to swipe through just all kinds of places, depending on the city you go to, man. Yeah, I remember. Like, I remember. I, I was convinced I could move to Atlanta. I, I was convinced I'd eat, I'd eat for days in Atlanta. I would never go hungry in Atlanta. <laughs> Boston too. Like, oh, life it, would be so good. <laughs> so, so they work then. So, so they work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have you been swiping since COVID? Have nah, you been doing that since no, COVID? Oh, you've been no. oh, you've been home since COVID. I, then, I've, right? I've been home since COVID. I've been dating somebody. Yeah, they ain't. You really, remember the like, nurse? The you, nurse. You can't. You can't really go out in the middle of a pandemic. I have a buddy who's been swiping, and he mm. just, 
you know, he had a couple disasters. He went out and finally got a dog. He's like, dude, I guess I'm going to be alone for a while. <laughs> he went and got a dog. <laughs> I, I went to see that cat the other day. I borrowed his truck so I could uh, pick up uh, my Christmas tree. Uh, my daughter insists we get a real Christmas tree. So I go over there, you know, got his little his puppies like eight weeks old, going around, jumping up and down. So I go, thanks, man. You know, you need anything? Blah, blah, blah. See you in a little bit. I come back like three, four hours later with the truck. His sleeve is like tattered. He pulls it up. He's got scratches all up and down his arm. He's got a scratch in the middle of his forehead, all from this puppy tearing his ass up. <laughs> like, you know what? You might have been better off rolling the dice with COVID. <laughs> COVID would have been better than that. That brother needs a virtual friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Something oh, that's it, not it, gonna... it, it was not. I was looking I was that, just, that, like that's... I just kept staring at him. That's real, though, because I was watching a program the other evening where, you know, people are buying dogs um, for companionship and the price of these, you know, puppy mill dogs and things like that are, you know, so elevated now because there's such a high demand for for these dogs. Yeah, you, can't, like get a, you can't get a rescue get right half. now. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, but people are, you know, I mean, it's just like price gouging for dogs right now too. So we're humans. Now, what the sad part is, when this is over, what's going to happen to a lot of these dogs that people really didn't want? <laughs> you know, it's, it's you know that's that's yeah. going to be that's uh, that's going to be the next tragedy. Or, or all these that's dogs who are going to have tragedy. All these dogs are going to have separation anxiety because their master's been home every day that they've ever owned them. And all of a sudden, they're going to disappear every day. Well, People are going to come home and find dog poop in their shoes. I, I, I'm, I'm very skeptical about whether or not that's actually going to happen, that people are actually going to start leaving home and going back to offices and going back to places of work. Um, I just don't see it. You know, oh, it's going to happen. You think so? I oh, I don't see it. I see a lot of people or I see a lot of people they're going to have to get a, get adapted and adjusted to a new reality of working from home. Like you know even like you know what we were talking about before we came on air what the what your um what the college is planning on doing. You know it's just cheaper. Mm-hmm. And really that's what it always comes down to for a lot of these corporations. It's what's cheaper. You know, and sooner or later the rubber hits the road. You you get rid of too many people. It's like I feel like we've been straddling this economic um this economic economic tightrope for a couple of years now, where the number of jobs and the number of good paying jobs and you know, people's desires to actually live fulfilling lives just don't match up anymore. Just doesn't. So I think that we're in for, I think that, you know, the hell is really just beginning. Doesn't matter who's the president. Doesn't matter who's in office or whatever. These are economic factors that we all have to look up, that we have to all go through. And certain sectors are always going to be good and other sectors are just going to fade away. There are millions of jobs since the 1970s that no longer exist. You know, you can have a grandfather or a grandmother that retired from a job that doesn't exist anymore. That to me is very deep and it's very telling. I mean, heck there's, there's jobs that, you know, still exist, but 
you know, so, I mean, you know, I, I was a radio guy. I went, to, I went to Temple University to study radio, television, film. Mm-hmm. You know, they, um, Communications Act 94, 96, deregulates ownership. So now, you know, Clear Channel, now iHeart starts buying up stations. All of a sudden, you blink your eye and Rush Limbaugh's on 1,200 stations. That's 1,100, you know, people who are out of jobs now. Yeah. 1,199 people who are out of jobs now. Because they're playing Rush all afternoon. So now they put Hannity on behind them. That's another 1,100 people who had to work. You know, half the radio stations you listen to, not like most people listen to radio anymore, but half the radio stations you listen to, they might have three people in the whole building. You know, they might not have any jocks who ever enter the building. Because, you know, they do a show from from their living room in New York. Uh So they do the morning show in New York. They do an afternoon show in Chicago. And you voice track it. So you can do a whole three-hour show in 40 minutes mm-hmm. you know because the computer just hit you got 20 seconds here drop it in boom 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 all right go you're on to your next show it makes so, i mean there are there are industries that we're looking at that we're like oh well that's that's an industry no there's stuff that we're looking at that you know that's dying and you know the trading floor you know all that stuff's becoming computerized like there's a lot of jobs disappearing right before our eyes while you know while still being performed yep that's where you got your start right orlando on the trading floor right not on the trading floor of the stock exchange, but... Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Uh, In a a retail brokerage where, you know, it's funny that you say that, that there are jobs now that uh, there there are jobs that once existed that didn't exist because I don't think that there's, I don't think that there are retail stockbrokers anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't think there are guys who are just flipping cards and cold calling investors trying to get them to buy a hundred shares of Apple anymore. I don't, Uh, I think your I think your audio went out for a second. uh, I think your audio level than that. I think your audio went out for a second. Could you repeat that when you said um you at the point where you said you don't think that there are any more guys on the floor? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was saying I don't I don't think that there are any more what what they call retail stockbrokers anymore. Um, guys who are just picking up the phone and trying, you know, calling an investor in Omaha, Nebraska, and trying to get him to buy 100 shares of Apple. Right. I don't think that, I don't think that part of the game, that part of the industry exists anymore. Right. Um, and, and, and because even when I was in there, when I first started 20 years ago, even back then, it was evolving to be more of a, uh, um, a fiduciary, more of a, an investment advisor as opposed to a stock broker. Um, you had to obtain, you know, you know, they, they started going into that thing of, you know, obtaining the investment advisory licenses because that's they saw how they saw that was the, the, the way the industry was going. And this was 20 years ago. So I guarantee if I went to the FINRA web, website right now, 
there are guys that I came into the business with who are probably no longer in the business. And a lot of those shops that were around, I came up in on Wall Street and Park Avenue. You know, they're they're no longer in business. They're 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 dinosaurs dead. Yeah. And this is, you know, probably years before COVID even happened. So you're right. Um yeah you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, and 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 my experiences, my experiences from working at Citibank and working in customer service, and my from the time I started at my job, almost like maybe a year afterwards, we were pretty much fighting for our retail lives. You know, and that company ended up getting folded and bought out by another credit processor. It's a credit. It was a credit card processor, and um, those people they got they changed that. They actually tried to keep it alive for a while. They used it as a sales, you know, venue. But at that point in time, I left because there was no future for it. And I remember sitting next to this woman who was um, she, you know, beautiful Jewish woman. Her name was Edith. I still remember her. She has to be. She probably would be gone by now. Because this is like going back twenty years, and she was like, um, "When you say she's probably gone by now, you mean gone from the company or gone from the gone to an ethereal plane? Gone to an, <laughs> an ethereal plane? Yes. Okay, just checking. Like with like Thor or something like that, but not actually like Thor, a different type of plane. She's so, in the Norse gods. It could be. Who knows? But um, <laughs> swings that yeah. hammer. But I but I remember she was. She was sitting next to me after having worked like uh, 20 something years for the bank because they were squeezing her for the last couple of days to deny her 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 retirement. And this was a longtime employee. And this was in 19, I think probably 1998. And um, that struck me. You know, and I realized and then I it brought me back to a conversation that I had with the guy in college who told me, like, you know, we're getting rid of all of these middle management jobs. He, were, he it was a recruiter from Xerox for a summer internship. He was like, we're getting rid of all the middle, middle management jobs. And, you know, in 10 years from now, my position probably won't exist. So your best bet is to go out and diversify and learn different ways to make money because the old system is going to go. And I don't think a lot of people realize that that's exactly what happened and occurred in our economy over the past 20 years. And that's where you get a lot of the confusion and the anger, you know, about why things aren't the way that they used to be, because they're not the way that they used to be. But it's not for the reasons that you think. It's because these companies are improving their profits. And Orlando, like with what you do, you you know that every company has to show a profit each quarter. They have to get better. That's what the stockholders want to see, correct? Absolutely. And it's funny, as you were mentioning Xerox, and I um, I looked up Xerox to see what it was trading at. Um, and I remember, you know, Xerox used to be a very powerful player. Uh, used to be one of the Dow 30 companies. So now I don't believe it's in the Dow any longer. Um, Xerox along with IBM, I believe IBM may still be, but, uh, yeah, these were companies that were extremely powerful and, and I couldn't even remember the symbol for Xerox. (laughs) That's how, you know, that's how much things have changed. That's how gone it is. Right. (laughs) Exactly. That's how it's like. It closed 
It closed today at $23.76 if anyone was interested. Okay. Well, the good thing is that the good thing is that the recruiter gave me the recruiter gave me actually excellent advice at that point in time. He said, "Don't waste your time trying to go crazy, trying to jump through hoops, trying to get with one of these companies because they're planning on doing other things and you're just going to be stuck." So, you know, and I, I really think about, I think about that guy all of the time. It was like probably like a 25 minute interview and everything, 25, 30 minutes. And I think about him all the time because he really laid the foundation and the groundwork for my survival over these past 30 years, you know, by telling me that, you know, when I was doing mortgages and mortgages went dead, you know, I put my suit down and I put my boots back on or my sneakers and I threw on a t-shirt and I went out and I worked on a moving truck, you know, you remember that guy's name. I do not remember his name. I do not remember his name. No, but I remembered what he said. You know, I don't remember anybody's name, you know, just like I said on the last show about the, about the letters and everything. I just don't remember shit. It's not, I never have, you know, name stuff like that. It's just like, it's just, that's just me. I just don't remember that shit. If you say something relevant, I'll remember it, you know, but, you know, I, I just don't, I don't remember it. I don't know. My, my daughter has come to accept it. You know, it's a big joke every year around her birthday. I know it's either the 12th or the 17th. I have to guess one of the two and everything. I am. Um, <laughs> Let me give you some advice here. And see, fortunately, we're on Zoom, so I can use visuals. See this? Yeah. You can put it in there with her contact, and so it'll pop up every year, and you can stop guessing. Rob is showing me a cell phone right now, and I keep telling him that I don't have a cell phone that actually works right now because the companies are conspiring against me getting a device that actually works. Uh, uh, but you've had one for, and you will have another one in the future. So, I mean, there, this is a way that you could you know, help yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that's true. But the, the problem with that is though, in order for me to like, you know, fill it up with the birth dates, I got to ask somebody and then yeah. they tell the next person. And then you, it's you another have, round of have, jokes. You don't have, you don't have to ask I'm just somebody. a butt of, I'm just, just a butt of the jokes around my house because it's like, if I ask them, then they say, Oh, guess what? Your father asked me today. Your father asked me when your birthday was. Well, you, know, you know, it's like oh, I'm, I'm kind of with them. That shit is funny, but <laughs> you know, well, you know. I'm, listen, it's the age of COVID. I'm sensitive right now. I'm sensitive. I can't take it. You, you, you said you were feeling COVID, so you're right. Yeah, I am feeling yeah. like you know. Today is a today is like today. I I'm just not. I don't. I don't have the energy today. You know. And not in a bad way, not like I don't have the energy, like, you know, send me flowers tomorrow and everything. I just, it's just one of those days that just passes. It's, we've, we've all been going through COVID. So we all know what it is. You have days where it's just like, okay, another day of the same thing. And today was like another day of the same thing. And even doing this, even doing the show, which is usually, it usually like, you know, kind of cheers me up and gets me up and gets me ready and go. Even today, it's just like, I'm just like, eh, fuck it. You know, one, one of my favorite Lou Grant lines of all time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously I was watching Lou Grant with my mother, not voluntarily in the beginning. So <laughs> long. I was young then. Mm-hmm. But he, he said, you ever feel so bad that you'd have to rally to die? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I've been there. Like yeah. that's. That's real. 
Yeah, I like that. No, I don't got enough energy. I would actually have to lift up to die. It's not going to happen now. <laughs> yeah, t- today would definitely be that day for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I've I've had him. I've been looking at um. I actually, this is one of my things that I I don't watch the news every day. You know, I watch the local news. You know, I can deal with like you know who's getting shot in Washington Heights and you know what's going on on Long Island and stuff, but. Uh, for the most part, on a daily basis, I don't want to hear any national news because it's the same stuff. It really is. It's the same thing. No, I, make, I mean, it's, it, today it's all different because, I mean, he lost the election for the 50th, like for the, you know, for the for almost a month it was the same, but he actually lost the election for real now. So, But did he really lose, though? <laughs> it no, depends on what MF forgot to be president. No, he didn't really lose. It but. depends on what news channel you're watching. What's that channel that they're all tuned into now? Not Fox oh, because they're mad at Fox. Whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those like yeah. nut bars. I I caught them like about three or four years ago, and everything. I was like, wow, they're just waiting for their shot, and it's come. Their day has yeah. come. Yeah, their day has come. But yeah, I mean, so you know, the news is slightly different now. I got to tell you, I his own. He, he's coming out with. He's coming out with. You're gonna say. I was. I was gonna say I, I heard he was coming out with his own uh his own news channel. Yeah. Back I, I would think he's probably just gonna join somebody else's rather than go through the expense of starting something up from scratch. Like um, he lends his name to one of these others, gets a small equity stake and you know, yeah. although as cash poor as he is, he probably just wants to check up front, not the equity stake. Well, you know, the better half, she goes nuts with everything like, you know, you know, Trump. But I've gotten her I've gotten her better to the point where she doesn't where she takes days off and she's like oh it's refreshing it's like yes it is refreshing but she came in the other day (laughs) talking about they're saying that they're gonna put trump's son up there next as the next guy and everything um what's it donald jr you know i keep thinking eric they're both like not very bright you know, either way you slice it. But I'm just thinking, like, so, okay, you're going to go from one guy, you're going to claim this guy's a pedophile, but now you're going to go with the, with the guy that's dating the former Fox agent, um, the former Fox reporter that got that left her job because she was, like, you know, showing her body to her female assistant. <laughs> They're just weird. What what was she doing? She, what was she doing? She was showing her body to. She who? was doing all that. Um, that she was doing all types of crazy stuff. She was talking about. Um, she was comparing all of the the sizes of all of the men at Fox News as penises. Um, because apparently she had seen them all up close or whatever. I don't know what that is. And um, her assistant, her female assistant. Like, complained about her because she would make her come and, like, stay at her house and everything, and she never wore clothes anywhere in her apartment, and she would make her snuggle up with her and all types of crazy stuff, just like just like crazy female sexual harassment type of stuff. And this Nobody is who... Nobody like that ever hires me. Nobody ever hires you like that, right? Nobody like that ever hires me. Like, you know... Kimberly, Kimberly Guilfoyle Newsom, um, you know, she was formerly married to the governor of to Gavin Newsom. California, yeah, Gavin right? Newsom, yeah. Um, you know, at one point in time, she's a looker. Like, she could have got oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She could have harassed me. Definitely. I'd have taken it. Definitely. 
But you I'd know, given as well, I'd have given as good as I got. Yeah, but you know, she wouldn't want you because she wouldn't want you because you would give it to her. It's like you know, she. It's like she got off on making this poor girl uncomfortable. You know, and yeah, you know, back in the day, you just quit the job. Yeah, you know. they're talking about uh, what's her name? You know, Marco Rubio is bent over backwards to, to to shine Donald Trump's shoes and to, and to make sure that his, his tushy is, you know, well taken care of. <laughs> and they're talking about either Roger Stone or Ivanka running for Marco Rubio's seat, which is Ugh. fantastic in my book. Like, mm. you know what, Holmes? That's what you get. You bent yourself into a pretzel to try to, this guy talked about your wife, he talked about your daddy, and you still sat there and cowed yourself because you, you wanted some of the light to shine on you. And so... <laughs> Not that I think either one of them deserves a oh. seat, but he should get out. Don't talk what? about my mama. Though no, that wasn't that wasn't Mark Rubio, though, was it? That he talked about his wife and his and his uh, was that Rubio? It yeah, was, it was him and Cruz. Him he, and Cruz. He yeah. went in. He went hard on. He went hard for both of them. And which one is which? Which one is the the Florida one? For, Rubio's Florida. Yeah, Cruz Florida, is Texas. Rubio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cruz is Texas. They're yeah. both. They're both like you know. They both have no backbone. You know, neither one of them has any backbone. They're more bluster than anything else. And it's just like Florida is like I that's a state that I probably will never go to again. You know, I could see myself what? Yeah, I could see myself flying I could see myself flying into Miami or flying into Orlando and flying directly back and everything. It's too bad shit there. It's just too bad oh. shit. It's beautiful. But like you know, I don't want to talk. Miami Beach could cure damn near anything that's wrong with you. Yeah, I don't want to talk to any of the people there. I really don't. It's five like, days on Miami Beach, a couple drinks at Mangos. <laughs> Bro, you talk about the ladies. That's something different. That's why I said I could see myself flying into Miami for a couple of days and flying out. Like, know, I don't know if different. I could live there. I you couldn't know, live there. I, I always tell people like you you think Florida is cool. You're like, oh, South Florida is so sweet. Like, well, it's still the South. It hasn't the detached itself south. from the South. It's still the South. The deep South. The deepest. The deep south. The deepest. There are some places I remember driving through Florida, and last time I, I drove to Florida, we crossed the state line, and I saw someone with KKK plates. State-issued KKK plates. I'm out of my realm. You know, I'm to New York. I'll still just basically, at least here, you have a chance to defend yourself. You can, you know, get to somebody. You can, if you have a shovel, if you can bury him quick enough, you're good. If you, you know, have a shovel, if you have a shovel, you can bury him quick enough. You know, you're good. John Exum prepared for snow and for racism. And for racist, for sure. Tell them all the time, B. I'm not, listen, I'm not, when they talk about the police and everything, yes, we do use police for, for certain things and other things like they should never be called, you know. And that's the New York way, or at least that used to be the New York way. I don't know what these people are doing now, but, bro, I can tell some stories. We can talk, we can talk about murder stories. <laughs> Get really dark. Get really dark for a second. But I think we're going to skip it. Let, let, let's not. There's, there's no statute of limitations on murder. <laughs> <laughs> not me bro let's let's not you me. know not me let's let's throw out that word allegedly before before this podcast gets uh, flagged although i was once investigated they did actually detectives actually came to my house but they found yes they did yeah they did 
you know. Yes, they did. That's, I remember that. Yeah, that was stressful. Very, very deep. And you did you did nothing wrong. Nothing. Nothing wrong. Nothing. It's always got, a, got yourself involved with the with the woman and a family who just you know just did they, not. They weren't trying to do you no good. Yeah. Well, you know, this is what it is. These things happen. You know, I always yeah, they, they did come looking for you. They did come looking for me, and they were wrong. Completely and totally. And, you know, but I was like probably a few hours away from a purple walk at that point in time. That was the feeling that I was getting. You know, when I look at a lot of these, that's another reason why I'm very, I'm very tight about, I'm very tight about um, the way that black men are portrayed. Because I know for a fact that if they want to take something and they want to put it on you, they can, you know, or and they're going to try. And they're not, no one apologized to me when they found out what actually had happened. Nobody called me back. It was like, well, you know, he probably did something in his life. Pretty much. You know, and that was that. And if anything, in the future, they doubled down whenever they would see me or they would try to. And luckily, I still have a clean record to this very day, you know, because I was willing to do things that most people weren't willing to do which was show up every time. And I've always made a, my mother made a big impression on me. She told me that your name is the only thing that you have. And um, I made one mistake. I slipped up. I didn't realize how the system worked. I was really, you know, we were really naive. That wasn't like what we were involved with, with the courts and juvie and things like that. I wasn't involved. But after that, you know, prove it. You got to take me to trial. You know, you're not getting me to plead to anything. But a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't have that ability. They don't have that um, opportunity to be able to do all the things that the district attorneys are going to make you do. Show up all of the times, and you know, and stay off of the radar so that the police can't find you and pin something else on you when they're trying to get you. I know exactly what it is. I know exactly how they work. I know exactly how they move and everything. And you know, it could have been bad. I might not be here talking to you guys right now. And I actually did do nothing wrong. So that's that's true. That's a true statement. I I remember that. That was that was a tough, that was a tough couple of weeks there. Yeah. 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 It was a it was a couple of days actually. It was, was a it? couple of days. Yeah. yeah she you was know. missing for a couple of days, right? She was missing for a couple of days and it shows you how inept the police are. Because they're, you know, when they want to be inept and when they want to, like, pin something on you. Because um, she was driving my car and had been in a car accident in my car and flipped it over on a roadway. And this roadway at the time, the state police watched over that roadway. But the but the expressway and the parkway, which both which that roadway connected to, those were done by the local police. So when she came up missing... Nobody thought to call the fucking state police and find out, hey, you guys had an accident. You have a Jane Doe someplace. My car had been mangled up and she was in the car, obviously. And they airlifted her to Stony Brook at that point. And, you know, they told me, oh, well, we're checking all the hospitals. But obviously no one checked the hospitals because she was sitting right there. Well, and, nobody checked that hospital because it was, you know, Stony Brook was a little distance away from where the accident happened. That's and, not there. There were six hospitals closer, six hospitals closer, but they airlifted her to that one. Yeah. You know, to the seventh one. 
and nobody nobody even bothered to look you know but you learn but you learn a lot of different things you learn a lot of different things you learn about the people that are around you like you know you remember the situation because you were still there you weren't like you know you weren't one of the people that was saying that you know well maybe he did something you weren't one of those people that were like you know well finally this guy gets his like comeuppance you know just for just like you know his for just daring to be me and everything and you find out who basically will abandon you and who you can count on and who you can't count on you know you never waver you're my dog you know a lot of other people yeah a lot of a lot of other people they were just you know they were believing the hype they believe the story to this day they still believe the stories but i was always like I don't really give a fuck about them because they never paid my bills. They didn't do my things. They don't take care of my kids. They don't like, you know, so, and I always tell other people like, you know, stop worrying about this cancel culture and all these people's opinions and what they think about you. Cause at the end of the day, when shit really hits the fire, you're going to know who's there with you. And it ain't going to be those fucking hundred people or those thousand people, whatever. And everything. Most people like, you know, they fold under pressure. They do. So, and we can't afford to fold under pressure. We're too susceptible. So, this weeds made him very introspective, Orlando. It's not like the, it's taking him inside. It's not the weed, bro. It's it's the we, day. We bro. went deep. We- <laughs> it's the, it's the day, man. It's the day. Well, you, well, you know what? Also, like we started this podcast, we talked about all these different things. I'm, mm. I don't really talk about myself too much. You yeah. know why anyone would even why anyone would even listen to me. You know, and, you know, or even listen to my circle of friends. It's because we've been tried and true. We done, we've been through this. I've been all the way up and I've been all the way down and I've done things and I've went through situations. I got myself out of situations and, you know, I recognize exactly what it is. And I'm, I'm not mad at anybody for anything that's happened to me. You know, I accept that. I accept that this is the way that life has folded out and this is the way that things were supposed to go. And I always tell people, you know, when something goes wrong and everything, it's because it's supposed to go wrong. You know, just sit back and wait and see what's supposed to go right with what went wrong. So if I can be patient like that and I can do that in my life, you can do it, too. So when people start, this is where and this is where it goes back to Rude John. So when people start complaining about different things in their lives, I'm like, you know, motherfucker, you ain't been through shit. You don't know what the fuck, you know, just because you say just because something is aggressive to you or doesn't make you feel good or uncomfortable. You're going to tell me that you're going to fold up and you're just going to give up or you're just going to you're just going to listen to what everybody says. Everybody doesn't help you. Everybody isn't there for you. You have to do that yourself. And you have and you th- these are the things that build your character. And build your strength. So you don't just walk into it. Like this today, these kids at 20, they're like, well, you know, I don't respect older people because, like, you know, I'm a man just like they're a man. Yeah. I mean, technically, you're right in everything. Technically, you're right. You know, you are a man. Like, but you got to recognize that these, these other people have had other experiences. This is why the Chinese respect their elders and they revere them. Because yeah, there's knowledge there. Lessons will be repeated until they're learned. Exactly. And, you know, my knuckleheaded son, he was the same way. You know, now he's more settled in. He's a little bit older 
and everything is like that. Like, I appreciate, you know, you teaching me the things that you taught me. I wish he would have listened to me a little bit sooner and everything. But now he's doing this thing, mm-hmm. you know, so shout out to John. used to say, my grandmother used to say, what you don't hear, you feel. Mm. Oh, it's like, uh. I remember when my, 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 one of my, when we were little, my, one of my cousins fell off his bike and busted his head and we had to go to the ER and she had been telling him not to ride the bike, not to ride the bike. And that was the thing, but you know, what you don't hear, you feel yeah. mm-hmm. now, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's that one of those old school type of, uh, you know, terms, but it's, it's mm. so real, yeah, you know? So, uh, so yeah, yeah. What you don't hear, you feel. And yeah, so there, there it is. Life is complex, bro. You know, and to in today's culture where everything is a soundbite or quick. I mean, yeah, I mean it works for finance, but it doesn't work for people, and it's not working for people. It's not. Look at everybody fucking going crazy right now. These people are going nuts. Yeah, wait, wait till they get like, wait till they get loose though. You think they're going nuts now? Wait till they get loose. <sighs> Man, so many people maybe 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 R.I.P. by that time. You know, maybe it maybe that's and unfortunately, like you know, maybe that's what it's gonna take. It's gonna take people like you know, it's a, it's sad. You know, but like there's no responsibility. People are not responsible. Look, 70 million people voted for for a guy who says you never have to apologize. Never say you were wrong. Never said that you did anything wrong. This is like these. This is the these are the qualities that they admire in a man. They're just trying to keep the cast going, man. They're trying to keep the cast alive. They need a group beneath them. And they're just trying to he's the only one who's willing to to speak to them, to lie to fears. them, to lie to them, because like I just said. It's like a million jobs that don't exist. You know, it's it's just a it's just a lie. It's just basic math. You know, you're not going to be able. They think there's somebody beneath them. You're not going to. All they care about. You're not going to be able to keep your social status without social without some type of social help or assistance. Okay, but you always have your social status as long as there are in him in America. You're white. You always have your social status as long as you have us beneath you. Yeah. That, that's true. the old that's the line from which call it from um lbj you know you take the lowest white person and make him believe that he's better than a black person and he'll vote against his better against his self-interest every single time every single time and that's that's what trump's doing he's trying to keep the cast alive as long as there's somebody beneath them which they believe is us which you know all of american history has proven is us uh has forced it to be us as long as they can keep that going, they still think they got something. I don't understand though. They don't see they don't see like, you know, the increasing number of thems that are like, you know, falling down right next to us's. You know, that's the thing that confuses me. You know, I mean look, like Orlando, you and I, we both we both have dealt in finance. When I deal in finance and I was doing mortgages, I would talk to people at the, about the most intimate details of their lives. What is it that you want to do? What is it you want to achieve this year? What is it you want to achieve in five years, 10 years, 20 years? And monetary decisions are based upon personal desires and goals and sometimes family desires and goals. 
So now there's nobody for them to talk to about these things because you're just hanging on by a string. COVID is like when this COVID is over, the number of home sales and the homelessness that they're looking at and foreclosures that are going to come onto the market if somebody doesn't do anything, these people are going to be fucking thanking their lucky stars that Biden is president and not Trump because Trump will sell your house. He's going to sell your shit. You know, Biden will probably give you six months. Not much of a difference. Biden will give you six months, but these people, a lot of these people, because remember, you said 70 million. A lot of these people will look at that six months and not even recognize the gift that that six month, that six month was. And in their minds will say Trump, they wouldn't, in their minds, they wouldn't say Trump would have sold our shit. They would have said, they would have said Trump would have gave us 12 months. Mm, But that's not true. That's how their thinking is. Yeah, they, they are. They are. They're in deep delusion. But it's it, OK. It, it's OK. It's OK with me because it's like it's kind of amusing. But at the same time, it's not amusing. It's kind of sad. Like, you know, to watch people that you, that should know better. It's like self-preservation, you know, and it makes me feel like, you know, like you like you guys like, you know, y'all are my dudes, y'all are my brothers. I feel very happy. That I know you guys because like, you know, you're not, you're not, not just because of who you are, but because of your mindsets. These people are dragging, they're dragging each other down and they don't even see it. It's crazy to me. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we got, we got a TV culture, man. You got, you can sit there and look at, you can sit there and look at a screen with bright lights and get hypnotized every night, man. Like there's no need to really dig deep, you know, for a lot of people it just, you know, get hypnotized every night, you know, get laid every once, get laid every once in a great while, get some liquor in them and go to sleep. And that's, you know, I always get on people because, you know, people are always like, oh, I hate Monday. Like, what kind of shit is that? You're going to hate one seventh of your life just arbitrarily. <laughs> You're going to hate one seventh of your life. <laughs> that shit don't even make sense. <laughs> You know, but that's, that's a good which, point. You know, there's hypnosis. There's hypnosis at work, man. Like people are just just floating along, and the and the and the system is happier with people floating along. If the you know, if it was really about people getting ahead and whatever, the education system would be different. Yeah, you know, the education system was built to make parts for the machine. Yeah, they don't. It wasn't built, it wasn't built to make creators of the machine. It was built to make parts for the machine. If you're an outlier, you don't get cultivated. If anything, they try to crush you. Yeah. Or they try to if they can't bring you in. And they try to crush you. And I always say that, like, you know, now when they talk, when you talk about business, the big deal with business now is starting a business and then, like, hoping that someone like Orlando one day will be selling it on the market. That's the big goal. It's no longer about cultivating a business and keeping it for 10, 20, 30 years. It's about just getting it the quick money, the quick, fast thing. Burning through enough capital that you can get to get to an IPO. Make it pretty, make it shiny, get to your IPO, and then go live on the island. 